Three companies, disrupting what you know about marketing and branding. Welcome to M Squared. Welcome to another edition of M Squared. I'm your host, Dan Ryan. With me as always, Anthony Rapp, TL Sision, Mike Bloomfield, Techie Geek. What's up? And special guest joining us today, Peter Macri, owner and operator of Panini Grill. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me. We're a show about building brands and talking about business, community, and everything else. Can you give us a little backstory and just tell us about where you are, what you started? and My brothers and I started Panini Grill nine years ago. We took over the location that was formerly Panini Grill as well. So we decided to keep it Panini Grill, decided to keep the name. And at first, we only had one storefront, which was 538 Forest Avenue. We changed the menu a little bit. We added a full bar. Instantly, we had success. Over the years, I have always asked the landlord, which I was paying rent at the time, if I could purchase the property. So being persistent after six years and during COVID, we finally came to an agreement to purchase the property where we are now. So we bought the property, and now we own 536 and 538 Forest Avenue. We expanded the restaurant. Took your occupancy from what to what? So we had 70 seats at first. Now we have 140. It's big. And the way I did the restaurant is we have three separate rooms, which now we have three, three different party rooms pretty much. But I was getting one, not negative comment, but people, the name is very deceiving. Panini Grill, a lot of people thought we were just a panini spot, lunch spot. Oh, I'm not in the mood for a panini. So I said to myself, I need to do something to let the people out there know that we're more than just paninis. Me just putting a slogan on my logo, more than just paninis, or me just posting a picture of something, wasn't getting the job done. And I knew we had room for growth. I believe in myself, I believe in my product, I believe in my staff. This is, I've been doing this my whole life, so my passion is this. So I started these videos on social media. Which everybody knows. Everybody watching and listening knows. Everybody knows. So I started these videos, but before I started the video, I said, I gotta come up with some kind of slogan. Everybody has a slogan. Me coming from Italy, born there, came to this country when I was four years old. I didn't speak English till I was about eight, nine years old. So having that background, speaking Italian at home with my parents. If you guys ever been to Italy, I'm sure most of you have. When you ask someone in Italy, how you doing? They all say, tutta posto. That means all good. That's what they say. Every other word that comes out of their mouth is tutta posto. So I put a slogan together, as you guys all know, when you dine at Panini Grill, non ti preoccupare. Tutta posto, meaning when you dine at Panini Grill, don't worry, all is good, right? I started doing a video, one video every three weeks, just introducing my specials. And then you realized. <laughs> well, I was getting stopped. Oh, I love your commercials. I love your show. I didn't know you that you did pork chops. I didn't know you did veal chops. So I said, you know what? Let me do another video. Let me do maybe one a week. I started doing one a week with menu items that are just on my menu. Simple pasta dishes, a panini, a pizza, whatever it was. And I realized that when you post a video with yourself in it or the restaurant of food, it's way better than just posting a picture. People look at the picture, they don't even look at it, they just pass right through it. And I now, I kept getting stopped. Let me take a picture with you. Oh my God, I can't believe this. Sign autographs. So I made shirts with logos and hats. I'm shipping shirts and logos to Australia, Canada, Michigan, Ohio. People coming in buying merchandise. Some of it was just in Italy. When I got to Rome and I went to customs, the guy at customs recognized who I was in Rome. But that's awesome. It's a great feeling, but more importantly, it's having followers on Instagram is nice, but it's generating business. Right. So that's really the key. That's why I wanted to get my message across out there and say, hey guys, we're more than just paninis. Look at us. We don't let the name fool you. The name is deceiving. But even the shift into like merchandise now, that's 
Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, we have hats, shirts. My daughter makes bracelets. They say Tuta Postal with the horn on it. It's just, so it's overwhelming, but it's great. Let's bring it back for a second. So what was your involvement or what were your thoughts of social media prior to doing what you're doing? You, were, you said before, just putting up a picture. But were you into social media? Were you involved with it? Did you like it? Did you subscribe to it and, and believe in it? Or did it just happen? No, I, I always believed in social media because I knew that's the new way today, especially with everyone's constantly on their phones and the new generation even as far as like online ordering. It's not social media, but everyone's using their phone. They don't want to speak to nobody today. Right. You know, everyone's placing an order online. So I see that things were changing. The mail in the menu, postcards, it's dying down, right. unfortunately. So you need to use social media to get out there. Social media could be good. It could be bad. But to me, bad publicity is good publicity as well. Right. They're still so watching. Getting your name out there on social media, being interactive and not just posting a picture, to me is by far the best success I've had to this day. And it doesn't cost me nothing except me, my time. Your time. Social media groups reaching out to me. I want to do your videos. I want to do this. I want to do that. And listen, they could probably do it more on a professional level. Maybe they edit it better. But at the end of the day, it's me going on the camera and showing Part of what makes it good is it so being raw. Raw is forgivable in today's world because it's real. It's not a staged yeah. thing. A lot of times the stage videos, especially food videos, they're so edited that you could tell it. And it's not a genuine thing. Seeing you in the kitchen, being able to fry a pasta and do other things, it's engaging. It's entertaining. You see the ingredients that you're using. It's a real, that barrier is broken that you let them into the kitchen. Yeah, it's, I, I try to keep it as real, authentic as it is. And just so you guys know, every video I've done is on the first take. If I don't like the that's video, cool. I just won't post it. So I just won't go post back. it. So every video that's, that's on my social media page, on the fly, first take, boom. If I don't like it, which it only happened once. There you go. So whether you like it or not, you're officially a, a Staten Island influencer. That's correctly the title. Uh, it's all good. That's right. why it's... Uh, so which of the platforms are you seeing giving you the most bang for your buck, let's call it. I'm gonna say Instagram. At first it was TikTok, but I realized that TikTok is like worldwide, right. I guess. Instagram is more local, more of your local followers, and that's really the page that's growing. Today we hit 22,000 followers. When I started this, I think we had 5,800 followers, which was not even a year ago. Wow. So the page has grown, and like I said, not just the followers, increase in business, which is the most important, right? That's why- Where do you think it translated to? You don't have to put a, a number dollars wise, but you see business. I would say 10, about 15 percent, if not more. Yeah, That's I would huge. say about 15 percent, and this is now, which is the slower time of the year. That's great. Uh, in our industry, I have high hopes. I, I'm, like I'm not. I didn't even start yet. Didn't even get started. <laughs> I didn't even start yet. Now you said you're doing everything yourself, which is great. What, like, what tools are you using? Are you using CapCut? What are you doing? I use CapCut and I use Video Leap. Those are the two apps that I use to edit my videos, which, like I said, there's not really much editing except merging the videos. So let's say I do a video and it's three different videos. I just add it to CapCut, merge, and, and you're it's done. done. And, but it's great for people starting to realize you can do it yourself. 100%. There's so many tools out there. We talk about tools like CapCut's a great one. There's so many AI tools out there to throw captions on it, make yeah. it more engaging and fun. And it can be done by yourself when you're starting out. 100% it can be done, yes. Eventually the goal is you're going to get big enough where you want to walk into the room, have the guy record you, and then know your vision and have them do it for you. Absolutely. Because then you could go do other stuff. That yeah. is more important than you doing that once someone. But you got to start somewhere. Now, do you have family or anybody that helps you? At first, my wife was editing the videos for me, but it was taking too long. So I kind of took over the project. He didn't mean that. 
<laughs> no, it's it's a lot of work to edit the videos, especially if you're going to add music and fast forward something and slow down something. So I try to do my videos where there's really no editing. Just merge. put it on, merge them. You want to keep the videos two minutes, three minutes, because after that, you lose people's attention span, sort of say. But we talk about that all the time. I think it's three seconds three now seconds. is the attention. A, it's like why... That's the, what I'm saying. You have to do the punchline first. You almost have to show the, the completed food right. and so, now get them to go, ooh. That's the TikTok. Yeah. That's what so it's funny you say that. I've been thinking of what I could do different doing my videos now. So I, I want to show the actual finished product first and say what it is and then go into exactly right. how to show the tomahawk. Then show so you get their attention. Boom. I got to see how he makes well, yeah, this. And, and it's exactly yeah. it yeah, because that's what people have, a three-second attention yeah. span. The comedian now has to start with the punchline and yeah. then go, all right, let me tell you about the joke now. No, it, it's the truth. It's definitely the truth. So you try to do the best you can with the videos, but sometimes they things take a long time to make. And, so. and you're still doing everything on phone or using any Everything camera? on my phone. Everything's iPhone? on my phone. iPhone, the new iPhone. Yep, everything. I try to do three, four videos a day and I keep them on my phone and I'll just release one a day. This way I don't have to do everything go there once a day. Like, I have seven videos in my phone right now that are not released. Ready, right. to, go. Ready to go. So if you miss a day... Exactly. Yeah. And so for the next seven days, I have a video. And it's all consistency, right? It's so all... Tomorrow I'll go, I'll do another three videos. It. Whatever comes up... Any it, tools to post? Do you have any aggregators that you use to auto-post stuff? There's no. A lot of tools out there. No, I don't. You don't need it. That's why I, I'm asking. I, I don't. I just go on Instagram, and then I basically share it on every other platform. So Talk you, about Italy. You had a huge reception in Italy. Did you see? Have you seen his page since he got back from Italy? No. Even in Italy, Italy's they amazing. Beach, they were dancing. Uh, they had it was like it was a three ring circus. It was amazing. I was born in Italy. We try to go back home every two years. We have a beautiful home there. I live in Calabria, small town called Cutro, and I don't know. My family's probably bigger in Italy than it is here, so they all follow me on social media. I bought them shirts. I bought them hats. So one day we went to the beach and they had a big surprise for me. They bought a banner that says, non ti preoccupare, tutto a posto. And they surprised me. They blindfolded me. They opened up the banner. And it was very emotional at first because it makes you feel good. So then I did a whole video there with my whole family surrounding me, saying my slogan and thanking them and, you know, speaking Italian to them, all that. It was really nice. That's great. You said you were eight when you came here? I was four years old when I came here, but I didn't, I probably didn't speak English until I was like eight, nine years old. All right. Now, did your family come up in the restaurant business too? No, I mean, this was my own self-made. My father's a tile guy. My brothers, they were all in the construction business. No one did the food business. I, I started working 11 years old. I used to live in Brooklyn, Canarsie Pizza, making boxes, cutting cheese, packing orders. I used to walk to work. Probably Back 11 in the day, you could never do it today. Yeah, no, no, no. Back then, uh, you could, though. And I fell in love with the business. At the age of 14, I was making pizza. Nice. So that's where it all started for me, 11 years old. That's great. I fell in love with eating pizza. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> of course. So is Panini Grill the first restaurant you owned? Or you no. Have My first store I bought when I was 21 years old, I owned Piazza Italia Pizzeria, which was in Tottenville. Okay. On the corner of Main Street and Amboy. I believe now it's currently Manja. Manja, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that used to be my store. I was 21. I'm 42 now, so do the math. Yeah. <laughs> but I owned it for two years with my cousin. From I worked for two people my whole life. There you go. Owned my own store, and then... Just kept buying stores. So I want to go back to, because again, we're all about marketing and branding. You said it when we were talking earlier. You said it just now. Keeping the brand, keeping it Panini Grill. You said that you feel like you pigeonholed yourself because you got people who just think you're only serving paninis. Correct. But here you are now. You took it and used social media to leverage it in a positive way. So you think you made a good choice or a bad choice? Think you'd be more or less successful if you changed the name? 
That's a question that I asked myself. I don't know if you've seen that was actually one of my videos that I made. That one I, I actually asked the public, my fans, what would you think if I changed the name to Tutta Posto, my slogan? Right. And believe it or not, it was 50-50 vote down the middle. You got the bittersweet people, right. neighborhood people that know Panini Grill as Panini Grill. And then you got the people that go change it. I never right. knew you would. I never knew you were this kind of restaurant. I I don't know if you see my new logo. I incorporated the Tutta Posto and the Panini Grill together in one logo. Yes. Listen, it's bittersweet for me too. I'm there nine years. Right. We were always successful. So changing the name would. Yeah. Well, now it's yours. Now it's you mine. Can't so it now. I think I probably won't change the name because what I'm doing on social media is getting my message across. So. It's working. Whatever I'm doing now is working. So I, I might. I don't think I'm going to change the name. I look at some places that've been around for years. They don't even have a sign on the, on yeah. the storefront, right. and they're successful. So good if food, you know, good you know. service, beautiful atmosphere. Me there. That's it. That's now, all you need. That's all you, that matters. You bought you. It was already Panini Grill. You bought it was, it was a. It was a Panini Grill when we bought it. Yes, they were there for ten years. Actually, did they me. do more than Paninis, or were they only? No, panini? they were just a Panini lunch, and they did some pastries. Very simple. Yeah. So you change that. It's, it, it's, it's crazy when you think about these decisions we make, like when we're starting a business or purchasing a business, should you have changed the thing? Should you not? Like my business name is Techie Geek. And people are like, is it just one of you? No, we're the biggest on town. We're 14 now. So they're like, why aren't you Techie Geeks? I'm like, that sounds guy. Because yeah, when I named it. I didn't really think about it. I <laughs> thought it was just going to be me and in my basement and make it work. And then you're like, do you change it now? Do you think... Once you start branding everything, so am I going to go redo all my shirts, all my business cards? I'm like, yeah. no, we're techie. It's how you, you present it, right? Our slogans, the IT superheroes of cybersecurity, right? There right go. there. It says superheroes. You know, that's where you got the S. That's where I got you the S. You put the S where you make it plug. But, but decisions we make, right? So if you go back 10 years ago, maybe you would have, if you knew where you were going to go, maybe you would have changed the name then. Absolutely. And it gets that much harder later. Yeah. I'm interested for you to share with the audience. You said outside earlier. So you were doing it nine years and it was only about a year ago that you decided it was time to get in front of the camera. What was Correct. that shift? What was the transition? Like I said, a year ago, I started just introducing our specials. It was one video every three weeks. I would go in front of the camera, introduce the specials that we make, let people know that we're more than just paninis. And the feedback that I was getting was just on posting one video every three weeks. And prior to that, not to interrupt you, you were a very successful restaurant it was, without we were, even We were always doing busy. It. Even right. with the expansion, we started booking more parties. But I knew that there was more room for growth. I just you knew it. With, with, we have three stores now. Meaning when I say three stores, three different rooms. Our seating went from 70 to 140. How do I attract more business? How do I get people from the South Shore to drive to the North Shore and come and eat? How do I get people from Brooklyn who live right over the Verrazano Bridge? Because really, at the end of the day, it's not that far. No. I mean, 20 minutes, you're there. And that's what I'm noticing now. I'm getting people from Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, the Bronx, different states. Australia. Australia. I just left the restaurant before I came here. I had a table come in from Australia. They wanted to talk to me. Table 32, because I know the table. (laughs) They said, can I please speak to the owner? I follow him on Instagram from Australia. We are just visiting. This was one of the restaurants we had to come and eat. That flatters me. That makes you feel good. They chose Panini Grill to come and eat from Australia. There's not a shortage of restaurants in Staten Island or New York to eat in. But uh, but I get that a lot. There's probably only two or three restaurants that people would actually pay the toll to come over here for, take the ferry, or do something to get here. That's an expense to people, right? In their mind. Like, I don't want to pay on that side of the bridge. 
people might come from Jersey or had they, but getting people to come from the city, come this way. That's wild. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a great feeling it is. And also I noticed that you have other successful restaurant owners or social media groups and different influences that are reaching out to me now. They want to do a collab. They want to do a video. They want me to go to their store and do a video with them. Uh, so it's nice. You network with those type of people. You grow your followers, more exposure as well. And your name, just keep pushing your name out there. Well, that's what I was going to say. Some, some of the most recent content that I've consumed of yours has been collabs with other places. Yes. The other day you were at Casanino, right? Casanino's is actually my other store. Oh, the okay. There. Yeah, Casanino's is my other store. I own that with two, two different partners, not my brother. And we're there for 12 years. We're actually a na neighborhood place that's been there for years. We used to be down the block, the Al Park soccer fields are. Okay. We lost our lease there, and now we moved down the block 1281 off the kill. So that was a bad example, but congratulations. But Thank you. It seems like there was other ones that I can't pull off the top of my tongue here, but other restaurants, other places you were at, and yes. you're doing collabs. So yes. now is this something I just doing? did something with Fina's Farmhouse. She reached out to me. She that was the competition. To do a free giveaway. Yeah, that place like is great. Yeah. That's right around the corner for me. So we did that. Aunt Butchie's just reached out to me. He wants to do a video together. Shout out to Peter. So shout out to yeah. me. Great guy. Yeah. Great person. I had... Big guy on Instagram is the guy Gigi from Chicago. He's from Chicago, but he actually came to the restaurant in my kitchen. We did a video together, did a collab. That was a great success. Frankie Food Boss. Right. It's just the list goes Frankie's on. Frankie's fantastic. Yeah. So a lot of people reaching out and a lot of things coming up. This Saturday at 2 o'clock, I don't know if you guys know Italians do it better. The Staten Island Guido, the Sicilian guy, they're all coming they're gonna down. We're going to do a big thing, yeah. That's nice. Like you said, trying to get South Shore to the North Shore. Are you using like any of the Facebook groups on Staten Island? Staten Fug, and I'm banned from there, by the way. But <laughs> Staten Fug, what like where Staten Island eats, all of those. So whenever I post a video on Instagram, I share it to all three of those pages. Staten Island food, where you eat your heart at Staten Island. That's another one. Another one. Where Staten Island I, eats and drinks is ours. Yes. 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 That's that's. that's the, I'm not banned from that one. I'm on that one. But okay. Janessa Rubino started the other one. That's just as good. What's the other one? No. Eat your heart out. She's had to come in there and talk to you. No, nah, maybe once early, early, way before I started any She's videos. Sweet. Yeah, very nice. But do, yeah. but do you get success on those? Where you eat in Staten Island has probably the most. It's fifty fifty, and with the comments, right? And, and that's what you said <laughs> earlier too, right? It's all bag publicity is still publicity. It's all how you deal with it, exactly. Right? Exactly. You know, if someone goes and, and rips the place apart, it's being the owner. Hey, what did we not do? What could we hear? When that's what sometimes you see on there. Someone just goes and rips and fights with them. Right? Yes. And, the, and the terrible example do. of that, if you look at it, wasn't that Dominic's, right? Isn't that what was the downfall of Dominic's? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. basically social media and fighting with people about the the closing of the street. Listen, we always try to, we're not perfect. We're going to make no, mistakes. No, yeah. It happens. That's how you handle it. We always try to do, we always do the right thing. But sometimes people cross the line, customers oh, too, right? So yeah. there was one little issue there. Everything sucked. The staff, the the bathroom, the this, the that, everything was horrible. But you got it. Sometimes you got to professionally answer them mm -hmm. in an educated way, because you don't want them abusing your staff or abusing you no. personally. And it's an extension of your restaurant. At the end of the day, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but, but the we're always going to make a right answer. There's a lot of business right. owners that we know, and that well, it doesn't make a difference who they are. But you can't just push that under the rug. No, 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 words, no. You got it. You almost get more respect for answering the you next. Gotta, you you got to answer. You have to. And then the, even and if it's not what they want to hear, you right. got to let them know. Hey. I saw your concern. I'm going to express what I'm going to do. You may not like it, but at least I responded. And, and, and we all have to answer. And, and the hardest part, though, of answering, because I get it, too, on a different platform, it's taking the emotion out of it, right? Because Correct. we're emotional. And that's where another tool comes into play, which you know I'm going to go with, is ChatGPT. Oh, here we go. You literally give ChatGPT the thread, 
tell it, hey, I, this is how I'm thinking of answering. Hey, be nice. But oh. can you help me to remove emotion from it? And it literally will strip it out. And yeah. I do that all the time for emails because we get emotional, right? I'm you're like, boom, boom, boom. And you yeah. let it rent through, and then I go, oh, that's much more. You do get emotional social, sometimes. You're right. Yeah, you know, social media is an extension of you. Your restaurant's an extension of you. It's but my baby. you got to treat it like you're treating somebody in your shop, right? Like somebody who's a customer who's not happy there. You'd walk out. You'd speak to them, right? You'd see if there's right. an issue. And you try to deal with it. No soup for you. <laughs> or you kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are some of the other restaurants on the island that you see that are doing a good job? Put you on the spot. We, we all know in this room that the island is super saturated. Super, super saturated with restaurants. I think Pam Silvestri's last quote when I spoke to her on the phone the other day was like 10, 000, uh, 10, 1089, 1089. Excuse that's me. a lot of restaurants. Something like that, or, or 1,008. It was something, it was under 1,100. But still, that's ridiculous if you think so about I, it. So I, I mentioned Ann Butchie's. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, he's doing videos as well. Yes, he does he a is. lot of different videos. Ann Butchie's, who else is doing a great job? He only eats a thingy grill. Yeah. What's that? But you know you what? Work, you I know? don't. So I'm going to tell you something about me. I, I think a lot of restaurant owners, some restaurant owners, not a lot. I hate to say they use the word a lot. They're worried about what other people are doing, right? They're worried about what other restaurants are doing. I don't worry about what other restaurants are doing. I'm worried about what I'm doing. Yeah. Because to me, competition is a good thing. So competition is going to keep you motivated, keep you going. So I really try not to worry what other places are doing and not doing. I never did. I never let that scare me. I never let that put fear in me by any means. I'm friendly with some Mascascas, another great yeah. restaurant. Don Cheech, uh, the guy. They're all, we're friendly. We, yeah. we keep in touch here and there. It's, it's in my industry too, it's tough. You're right. People, I don't care about competition because I strive to be the best. I want to be the leader. If you want to copy me, go ahead and copy yeah, me. You flatter me. But a lot of them are like afraid to, to collaborate, communicate. You can't go to the same restaurant every day. No. I could love your Italian food. I can't go every day because we used to go to Geo's every day. Yeah, I did because it was COVID and you delivered right down the I block agree. to me. I but agree. you can't. I could love your restaurant, but guess what? Tomorrow I might still want Italian. The chances I'm going to come back to you is I'm probably going to go to another Italian restaurant and have exactly. something I like there. And that's why, you know, I don't understand why people, you know, some of these owners definitely do take competition. Like yeah. they think I'm going to eat there 365 days and you can't go anywhere no, no, else. No, no. What's not? I mean, listen, at the end of the day, we all make penny vodka. We all make fried calamari. We all make that dish show. You might like his better than that one, or you might want that one. It's, we all make the same stuff, but you got to do something different, right, yep. to get customers into your restaurant. You know, to me, service is just as important as the food. Most important so thing. Service, atmosphere, cleanliness, that goes hand in hand with the food. I'll go somewhere with great service and a little less Mediocre food, food than Agreed. best food, and just, they treat me like shit. Exactly. Agreed. And when you go to a restaurant and the owner is there and he's hosting you, he's greeting you, he's buying you a drink, he's buying you a dessert. Right. That's more than the food. You're taking a picture with you. That's well, priceless. I've, I've been to places. But that's when you feel good paying 300 400 bucks. You don't mind. Right. Yeah. I went with a group of friends, like eight people to a restaurant. I won't name no longer around, but he begged my friend, bring, come on, get a group in, get a group. Get eight people there. We go. The bill was over six hundred dollars. Didn't even buy a round of drinks for us. Came over, said, "Hey, thanks for coming. Let me send around." Like, and like when we leave, what do you think the first thing my friend said? She looked at me. She goes, "Never going back there." Yeah, right. You literally begged us to come, and then don't even buy me a round of drinks when we were buying a ton of stuff. So I do something in my store. We, our servers are always supposed to ask if this is your first time here. Anyone who's ever comes to my restaurant, it's their first time there. They need to get an after dinner drink, a dessert, an appetizer on the house all the time. That's just my thing. That's nice. As well as the regulars that dine there frequently. And like you right. said, you come in, your big table, spend six, $700. That's just 
that's the way I grew up. That's just it's in my a dying blood. art, yeah. right? Yeah. You used to be able to go to the bar and you drink a couple and someone buy you back. Hundred percent. You don't really see that anymore. No, it's it automated. There, the POS. They're pressing the buttons. They're scanning the card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're not <laughs> even pouring the shots. They're no, measured. They're, they're measured. measured. I hate that. Do you have that? Tell me. You don't. The What's that? You got the pre-measured shot balls? No. On no, top no, of the bottles? No, ah, you no, trust no. your bartender. Good no, for you. No, nothing. Yeah. We just eyeball everything. Yeah, that's the right yeah, way to do it. Yeah. You go places, you see the guy like this, the guy like this. Dominic's here. We like him. Yeah. This is a good drink. They give him two shakes. Mike's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, so got, you're going to charge $15 for a cocktail, $16, whatever it is. Give it to the customer. Yeah, you got to put the liquor in there. So here's a question that might put you on the spot, but we're talking about restaurants that are doing a good job. Now let's talk about restaurants who are doing a good job, but scared or not active on social media. Do you have any words of advice that you can tell someone who has an established restaurant. There are hundreds of restaurants that we could both, yeah, both, so both of us can name I that call, are well-established, but they don't venture into your world. I you call say? that the old school mentality. Okay. They just don't want to come out of their shell. They're stuck in like the 90s and 2000, uh, and not just with social media, because I'm in the distribution business as well. I didn't, I didn't say that. Okay. I, I'm in sales, okay? So I sell a lot of restaurants on Staten Island and pizzerias that buy merchandise from me. Okay. Okay. There's people that won't even do online ordering. Forget right. about social media. Yeah. They don't even want to put in a bring in a platform for a Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Slice. Oh, I'm not giving those guys money. They're going to take money from me. I'm not giving those second parties. They're scared to change with times. And if you don't change with the times, you're going to be stuck. The new generation is totally different than it was. Yeah. It just it just is. There's like I mentioned earlier before, nobody even wants to talk on the phone. The advice I give them is you got to change and you have to come out of your shell. You have to use social media as a platform to get out there. And you just got, you got to think outside the box. It's just, you got to go with the times. We're in 2000, we're going into 2024. So business is totally different than it was today, than it is today, than it was 10 years ago. And, and they, Change have, evolve. they have to, because you look at it, the new generation, they're going to doctors on the phone. Tell the doctors on the phone. What there's are you literally about? apps you're holding up. You're zooming with the doctor. That's what I do. Off, send my prescription. All right, done. Right. That's now the only like, doctor I have. Yeah. I don't have a real doctor. Instacart, Instacart, DoorDash, Grubhub, all of those. That's all I use. And it's not because I don't like to go out. I love to go out. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. I get home from work. My wife's exhausted. You got to get the kids. Hey, but we still want a nice dinner. What are we going to do? I go agree. on DoorDash and order that expensive well, Even the, the salamarias are doing it now. I, started, I walked into Freddy's today. Yeah. And they had... They got delivery now. Of course. Yeah, part, of, part of the fun is going there for me. Unless now <laughs> you're behind the desk, you're yeah. working. You're missing out if you're not taking advantage of those third parties and the social media. You're really missing out. You really are. They make it so much easier. And it's the same goes back to the business owner that refused to take the credit card, right? Oh, I want cash. I want cash. I'm not going to take card. Good cash luck, is gone. Guess what? The kids don't have cash. They're coming. Yeah, you don't cash have, is gone. And you've seen some restaurants that were refused and they're coming around there. You could do cash, credit card. But hey, you want to charge me a service fee? That's fine. Yeah. I get it. Listen, if a gas station could charge a service fee, so can right. a restaurant. Right. Nine years that in, was always so my I'll line. consider you a vet. What's your take on ghost kitchens popping up everywhere? But I, I know, know a few people that, that actually do it and they have great success with it. I never really thought about doing it or getting into it, but I've heard nothing but great stuff about it. I just read an article on that actually today. Uh, I forgot which paper it was in about doing ghost kitchens and Hey, listen, if you could do it, go for it, because I heard nothing but great stuff about it. But you think it cheapens the brand for guys like you out there grinding? Yes, I think it does. So it's, that's one of the reasons why I never really got into it. But listen, you got some places that 
just a takeout local spot right. and nothing fancy, nothing crazy. And to be fair, what you do could never be replicated in the ghost kitchen. No. So it's totally different. Absolutely I'm just saying not. as a, so I wouldn't rule someone my in brand. the industry, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Can't put fine dining in a box. No, no, you can't. But at the same time, when you're a vet and you know that you got somebody down the block who may be operating out of a other restaurant and they're making... I know similar, a few people you know that I mean? do it, they're but well. they're different. Yeah. They're different. That's a different customer, too. Yeah. Agreed. So ghost kitchens, they're chefs that are going around now. They're going into either kitchens only, kitchen incubator programs, or they're just renting out space or using downtime out of other restaurants, and they're like, operating as a restaurant and just takeout only, or do they do catering, too? I think primarily they do just take. I think they do a little bit of both, to be honest with you, and they're just some of them operate under a different name as well. It might be the same... This cake customer owns Joe Pizza, just say. And then he's got a ghost kitchen in his own kitchen, and he's operating under a different name. And that was all around yeah. the COVID time, where Chuck E. Cheese was Giuseppe's right. Pizza, right? Correct. And, and the, yeah. But then you get on Guying Avenue, there's a deli that if you go through DoorDash, is like 30-something restaurants. 100%. Oh, you yeah. like look through, and you're like, oh, my God, this burrito looks amazing. And then you like pick up yeah. something Guying. You're like, okay. And then you go through 20 stores, and they're all that. During place. COVID, I think, I don't know if I told you, but we looked at it. This was when I told you I had owned the other restaurant. We looked at it because I wanted to buy the rights to the borough for the chicken wing place. Like, there was three or four of them. Right. And they almost were going to let me do it, but then they pulled back at the very end. But I was going to just take it and look at it like franchise. Because now... You own the rights to whatever it is, like Mr. Beast, for example, that guy with his burgers. I wasn't going to buy yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. But similar concepts. Now, it's like taxi medallions. You own it. You want to buy it. Now, you got to buy it from me. But they popped up everywhere. We Obviously, I didn't. I missed the boat. We didn't do it. But the ones that we were interested in that I won't name are all over, and they're doing well. I wish everyone success, but it's just of an course. interesting thing that when you're doing the grind and you're serving the food and you have the staff and you have the overhead and you have all these things that come with owning a restaurant and you got a guy down the street. Selling out of the deli, chicken wings. What's it's it's just the, weird. What's the name of the, the app that's out now that is when restaurants and delis and places are closing down, they give crazy deals for what's left over so food doesn't actually go to waste. I've never heard of that. There's a new one that's going around. People are getting excited about it. I hear all the parents talking I'm about it. I'm not going correct. to restaurants that's, that's closing down. I no, not what? closing down. It's <laughs> you a, never know. No, you don't know until it's, it's done. Like, yeah, it's like eight o'clock, right? if it's 8 o'clock at night and you want to get dinner and Bagels R Us has... They'll give you leftover bagels for, bagels for like two bucks. Or, you know, there's I don't know how I feel about that. I never heard of that. I didn't even know there was an app for that. There's an app for everything. everything. No, I mean, they give, instead of wasting food, they give discounts for it. So that way. I'll sell you my old I, food for half price. Give it to a food pantry. Feed a homeless person. 70% of, 70 of the, the waste in our world is uneaten food. That's crazy. I'm not so, going to fact check you, but it sounds good. It's true. <laughs> We'll get David to check that. Right here. We'll put it up there, yeah. It's 70%. True. It is. But that's what's majority of what's in our landfill. So if people in the food industry could give back and do something at an affordable rate and it gets people excited where they go back to you. Yeah, you know what's going to happen, like, though. Oh, shit, no got, one's going to order food until 9 o'clock at night. All of a sudden, no, restaurants will be hours. trying to close, put it up, and everyone will be ordering on these apps. <laughs> it's all different hours. You could go on there. I'll find out the name. We'll have David post the name of it on here. So what have you seen? Two questions. What have you seen from... The day you bought it till today, change in the industry. And then I'll ask you the second question after that. A change in the industry, in the industry as, a as a whole. Forget about social media. Forget just the industry of, of food. What have you seen? Just food cost and labor is up tremendously. So your profit margin is not the way it used to be. So you're working more on volume today than you are actually on profit. Thinking outside the box, like I said before, you have to be innovative. You have to use social media, all these online platforms, ordering. Years ago, you would really didn't have to rely on that stuff. Today you do. And 
you got to constantly stay on top of your business, innovative. You always got to, to me, I, I always use this line, think outside the box. Back then, you knew that Friday and Saturday was your night. You were always right. You busy were good. And you were good. That's not like that anymore. You have to have live, if you have a restaurant, live entertainment, a comedy show, a fresh mozzarella night, a limoncello night, a paint night, whatever it is, you got to constantly reinvent yourself and do different things to get people inside the door. It's not like back then. That's when, when it was know. simple. And, and yeah. it's not just, it was a lot it's more not just restaurants. It's, it's just as a generational exchange, right? The bowling alley has to do cosmic bowling to get people to bowl. Years yeah. ago, you just go to bowl. Because yeah. dinner's not dinner now. It's an experience. It's a night out. Right. Yeah. No one's going to dinner and then going out for drinks. People want to just go and sit and stay. They could spend four hours, which is annoying sometimes, but they could spend four hours in the sure. place if you keep them. Yeah. And you keep them drinking, you keep them happy. You got to change with the times. If you don't change with the times, it's just not going to... The second question. So you're at the forefront of keeping up with the times and innovation, where we are today. What's the next four or five years got for Panini Grill and for you? There's definitely more room for growth where I am now, but I am looking to open up another location on the south side. So Come on down. It's going to happen. I want to buy the property, of course, not rent. So it's something that I've been looking, and hopefully I land on something. We'll take a look for him in the bid. Sounds Makeovers is for sale. But yeah, my makeovers. goal is to have another store bigger than the one I have now because I just, like I said, I got a lot of stuff up my sleeve. Panini Grill 2 or Tutto Posto? No, it's going to be another name. It's going to be a Tutto Posto, maybe something else, but it's not going to be. I, don't, I never believed in opening up another place with the same name. Especially on Staten Island, it's very small. Yeah. So I know, to me, you open up another restaurant, a little different concept. Now, do you really think, and I'd love to have you come to the South Shore, but do you think you could get more going to Woodbridge, where now everyone from Staten Island is running there to it's, open restaurants? It's also a possibility, yes. That's also the area. Yep. Because yeah, that's right. When I say that, I consider that almost Staten Island a little bit as well. Old Bridge, Woodbridge. Right. Well, you, a little bit of style. I like that. You used to drive on, well, you still do. You drive on like Route 9, and all of a sudden you see like Cafe Luna and yeah. Butchies. You literally you start do. running yeah. through all the restaurants. You run through all the restaurants on Staten Island. Yeah. Um, Project Brunch, I think, is out we'll see. there. Project Brunch is out there. You can't rush into things like that. It's got to like just happen. You got to look for it. You got to be persistent, but it's yeah. got to be right. Any words of wisdom parting before we go to either people in the industry now, people looking to get involved in the restaurant industry or business owners in general? Well, for people that want to get involved in the industry, if you don't know this business inside out and you're not planning to have a second marriage, stay out of it. That's all I'm going to tell you because <laughs> That's if it. you're not married to this business and you think that it was maybe like 10, 15 years ago between labor, food costs, like I said before, insurance, taxes, everything is just 30, 40% increase, okay? And me being in the distribution business, I could tell you that firsthand. So if you're going to get into this business, make sure you know the business inside out. Isn't it 90% of uh, restaurants closed within the first year? That's what I think that's the statistic, yeah. yeah. Nine years strong, God bless you. Nine years, just started. Just started, I like that's the attitude. Yeah, listen, I'm very passionate, so you got to believe, you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, to me, I don't look at this as a job. I wake up every morning, I love what I do. As much as there's a lot of sacrifice, working weekends, holidays, but you got to love what you do, man. If you don't, you're not going to be good at it. So and you got to always think big. So we'll do our regular sign off right now, but I'd love for you to close out the show, if you don't mind. Close out the show? You yeah, guys got to say my slogan on. with me. That's how we're going to close out the show. All right. All right? Good. You guys ready? You got to count it out. So when you dine at Panini Grill, non ti preoccupare. Tutto Tutto posto. Posto. Arrivederci. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Peter Macri. Thank you for coming out. 
This is M Squared. I'm Dan Ryan, Anthony Rapp, Mike Thank Bloomfield. Don't Thank forget to guys. follow, share, and subscribe. Check out Peter and all of his handles. What are your handles, Peter? What's what that? are the handles for the... At Panini Grill SI, Panini Grill of Staten Island on Facebook, and Panini Grill SI on TikTok. Beautiful. And don't forget to follow and share it with us at M Squared. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. you don't have air? Yeah, Three companies disrupting what you know about marketing and branding. Welcome to M Squared.